for me, democracy is kind of, if I had to sum it up, it's a um, rule of the competent by the incompetent. Uh, I don't in any way encourage black people to go out and initiate acts of aggression indiscriminately against whites. But I do believe that the black man in the United States and any human being anywhere is well within his right to do whatever is necessary by any means necessary to protect his life and property, especially in a, in a country where the federal government itself has proven that it is either uh, in, unable or unwilling to protect the lives and property of those human beings. IRS rule is ticking off a lot of taxpayers. Online tax filers will soon have to submit a facial recognition selfie, their social security number and other sensitive documents to a third party identification verification company. George Orwell was pressured. But taxpayer trust in the IRS, well, it's, as you know, extremely low in part due to scandals like the targeting of Tea Party groups by the IRS in 2013. This has led some folks to question whether the information gathered by IDME will be shared with the nation's largest tax collector or even other federal agencies. Which is some people are naturally better at things than other people are. And as a result, will amass, whether it's, you know, extra wealth, uh, you know, extra status, extra whatever, not through a process of leeching it from others, but becoming the best version of themselves. You know, so Hussein Bolt didn't become the fastest man in the world because he walked around and broke everyone's legs and then beat them at the 100 meter race you know, like he fucking trained his ass off that is what i consider elite so in that sense i think what drives humanity forward and what drives the species forward is the capacity for individuals to become the best versions of themselves um, and do that off their own back and become elite elitism has been conflated with parasitism and what we do is we, we, when we think of elite, we think of fucking Christine Lagarde, who hasn't produced or created anything in her life other than stolen from millions of people um, without their consent. Welcome to Toxic Airwaves. Got the soundboard right this week for once. That's dope. Hey, doing, Skeef? Doing good. I just put the Osho Osho quote in the chat. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. I spelled it in the YouTube-proofed way also, so should be good. Yeah. Democracy is government of the retarded for the retarded, or by the retarded for the retarded. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Well... I titled this. It's good to have Don in the chat. We got a lively spaces tonight. Um, it's true. But I miss Don. Don's been hanging out with uh, other people on Monday nights with Ree and those guys, which is cool. But yeah, I titled this Democracy in Open Air Prisons. I think that's a, a good description. I would say so. Who who originated that? I was trying to remember where I heard that, like framing it like that. I don't know. I I think I, I remember. Uh, Shane from the Vanu podcast talks about uh, how democracy or how cities in particular are open air prisons, and to get out of the cities. Yeah. But I would say living under government in any form is essentially living in an open air prison. Yeah. 
But yeah. Well, I've got some thoughts on uh, Gladstein and Svetsky's debate to start out. Um, Let's hear it. So I think Gladstein frames the conversation in a really bad way, and he does it all the time in all of his debates on this topic where the only options are between democracy and a dictatorship. And he frames uh, the dictatorship something like uh, North Korea uh, and democracy, something like the U.S., and he talks about checks and balances. And it's just kind of this big straw man uh, argument because I think at the end of the day, what the government like the government's illegitimate, and that's if I were to debate him, that's where I would start out. I was like, you know, we why are we justifying a system? Like his idea is like, let's, let's choose the lesser of evil. Um, and it's kind of like the same argument of like, why would you, why you would vote for Donald Trump versus uh, Hillary Clinton. And I, I just think that's a terrible argument when you have the option to not vote and you have the option to not participate and you have the option to not have government. So um, that's, that's starting off first. I think I hate the framing uh, that he has. And then I think about that all the time. Oh, you, you think it's bad framing too? Well, no, it's not bad. It's just very narrow. You know what I mean? It's like, he yeah, asks that there's, there's no, you know, it's like the Bitcoin or communism argument. You know what I mean? Like we say it being cheeky, but ultimately like that's how we feel. But I see what you're saying, but it, it seems very um, narrow. And he, yeah, straw mans you into the, uh, to a corner. So you're like, well, let's talk about like the things that could be happening, you know, outside of this. Yeah. With him, it's hard. It's always hard for me to figure out how much he's, I don't know. Like, it seems like he either is like, just, like really believes this stuff and it's just like, a status to the core and he's just one of those people who just can't I don't know can't see out of that or more likely I think is that he's just really boxed into a position as far as what exactly he can say and how he can say it because of the nature of his work and who he works for and what he does um that I don't know it just seems like there's because it's just like so much stuff it's like okay he's towing the party line again it's like it almost it seems like he's repeating lines that you know that are hrf approved versus i don't know like actually making a really really compelling argument but part of it is i completely agree with what you guys are saying so i'm obviously super biased yeah yeah and it's just it's an easy like straw man to pull apart you know and svetsky you know hinted at it a few times is like look at western democracy today like look at canada look at australia you know look at new york city look at uh you know the vax mandates in general it's like you you can you can go after one or a billion things and just show that people are not consenting to what the government's doing and they're being forced to do things that they absolutely don't want to do uh via coercion and you can go back through the entirety of the united states history and it's like it just really bothers me you know the framing of like you know talking about checks and balances because checks and balances are complete bullshit like they 
they exist in like superficial things, but at the end of the day, you know, the checks and balances don't protect, uh, okay, oh, to have me in here, AK, they don't protect, uh, against, you know, crimes against humanity, <laughs> like, you know, checks and balances didn't stop the CIA from, uh, funneling drugs into poor inner city communities. And then, uh, you know, the FBI and, and other law enforcement simultaneously launching a war on drugs and putting all these people in prisons, like checks and balances didn't stop a lot of horrific things in the country. And so to applaud, like, I, I don't know. I well, the whole, I mean, the whole, the whole project was completely illegitimate from day one. Hmm. I mean, a couple of hundred people in one town on the East coast decided what happened, you know, decided that they could figure out what happens for the entirety of, everybody that lives in that area and you know and then onward down to california and everything else and it's like the goal that's why i don't even i don't even engage with these people very much at all as it's like i start from the position of the entire thing is completely illegitimate if you you know if you're curious more about why that is then i'd love to talk to you if you want to argue about that then i've got better things to do with my time but it's I don't know. It's it. It's like with him though, and the, I kind of go back to their their discussion. It's it, it's hard to. I don't know. It's just it's hard to piece out like where people have just certain aspects of their worldview that they just can't look past, or something like that, or I don't know, or whether he's kind of towing the towing the party line for for where he works. I don't know. Yeah. Nope. That's a, that's a great place to start off. Uh, is that the Constitution is completely illegitimate? Um, yeah. Are you are you kind of like going off of uh, Spooner's thoughts and no treason? Yeah, I mean that's that's a I mean that quote's what 150 years old now. I mean it's this idea that I mean then that's even like it's it's even it's easy for us to say oh well you know things were a lot better before the Federal Reserve and they definitely were but there were also I mean, it's like, you know, in my opinion, like the, I think probably the biggest disagreement I would have with someone like Gladstein is I think it's infinitely more important to destroy state power than it is to uh, change who controls that state power. Like it's, you know, I would rather have a dictator with very little power than the freest democracy ever with tons of power over my life, you know, quote unquote free, like everyone can participate. I mean, it's just like the whole, it's to me, like it's, it's that, that coercion question and the question of state power is what has to be the center of it. Yeah. No, that's really good. Because at the, at the end of the day, like arguing about which form of government you have and like which one's better and which one's worse or which politician uh, you have, you're essentially arguing, it's like sitting in a prison and arguing which prison's the best to sit in it's like oh i could be in this shitty state-run prison or i can go to this nice uh private run where things are cleaner and safer and you know there's a nicer basketball court and 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 there's a giant giant opening in the side with like a moving escalator that just could carry you straight out of the prison and it's called bitcoin yeah. and everybody's sitting there like oh this prison sucks it's so terrible you know, the new guard's worse than the old guard. I like the blue ones and blah, blah, blah. It's like this giant opening. You just walk out the side if you want to. Yeah. And, yeah. 
And the, the other thing that really irks me about this conversation so is when anybody suggests that government somehow protects property rights, and specifically a democracy protects property rights, because in a democracy, you know, people can vote your property rights away, essentially, and it happens over and over again. Um, so that, that really, really irks me, because the government is the biggest enemy of property rights. And, and Bitcoin is like the first time in history that we have, you know, real property rights, which is super exciting. And the government doesn't protect your Bitcoin, you know, cryptography does. So, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like, like going off what you said, like maybe what Gladstein's also doing is he's trying to, you know, water down reality or the truth to appease the masses like that henry guy that was arguing with us that one week from blockfi yeah i mean it's i think it's yeah i mean there's just yeah i think it probably is a function of his uh of his employment and what he can what he can say and it's yeah i just i don't know or maybe maybe he this is maybe he this is truly what he what he believes and it just aligns with that but it's like either way uh it's just hard, hard for me to figure out yeah it'd be fun to ask him that point blank i think next next thread he has about <laughs> democracy i'll ask him because he sometimes will um argue a little bit in his comments I like the guy a lot, and I have to say that I just yeah. strongly disagree with him. I think he's done some of the best writing in Bitcoin, and I really, really appreciate his work. So I don't want to like go out there and, and the just fun, tear him down. And the fundraising and donations too. It's fantastic. What? The fund like the all the funds they raise for the oh. core devs. Oh, okay. Dude, fuck the core devs. It's all about the memes. <laughs> the memers. Well, we we gotta we we gotta we gotta get a HRF meme fund. Get a get those meme guys with their what they're due. We need a toxic airways meme fund. Fuck HRF. We're not gonna wait around. <laughs> Half the donations tonight are going to memers. <laughs> I can't if if Zorn sends me one sat, I can't split it in half. So it'll be a hundred percent if I get one sat. Um. So yeah, Don says Gladstein is the type of guy that used to shill voting on the blockchain. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked that question. I put it in the chat, but Gary Kasparov is the chairman of the HRF. That's why that's the main thing that I'm extremely cautious of because that guy is is shady as hell. Yeah, can you go into his history a little bit? So he was the chess champion back in the day and just since then has been like a media personality. Like he's always, I don't know, like for decades and decades, he's been like the go-to guy of, I don't know, like if you need somebody to come out in the media and kind of trumpet the intelligence community lines and, you know, attack the right people, support the right people. Like he's just always been that guy. And he's one of those people who's like, you know, there's, I don't know of, of any definitive proof that he's, you know, getting a CIA paycheck or anything like that, but he's, uh, he gives a lot of, a lot of reason to think that he does. Is he Russian? And he's, and he's the chairman of the HRF and it's other people have pointed out things like who they get donors from. 
um, you know, because like they I they've gotten donors from like Epstein affiliated people and stuff like that. But that that part doesn't bother me because it's like the same fucking you know satanic pedos donate to everything. They're like they're always at these galas and stuff like that. And so um, I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of terrible people that donate to tons of different stuff. So that that part I don't. Unless I, you know, found more, I don't see that as a super legitimate critique. But Gary Kasparov being the chairman, I think, is shady. Yeah, is he is he Russian? He was the Russian chess champion back when. I'm sure he was initially. I'm not sure when exactly he came to the U.S. or anything like that. Gotcha. I uh, my or, if, or if he might have been born here too. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I uh, not very up to date with my chess history. I've watched a few chess videos. Or movies or TV shows, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Everybody's a spook. Well, speaking of uh, spooky things going on, uh, have you looked at all into the IRS wanting facial recognition to get access to your tax returns? I saw a little bit about that. That's I don't know. <laughs> Makes me because it's the only reason I have a W two right now is just because I want to. I what I really want to do for work is what I'm doing right now. But it makes me want to get off that whole grid and just say fuck it. Yeah, I think you can still file by mail, right? That's the way. I yeah, but like you just like like having if you if you have and use a social security number, it's like they're tracking you, and so it's a gigantic step to to get out out from under that. Like you pretty much have to have, yeah, like your your stats in order. Yeah, and you could go about uh, becoming an independent contractor too. And that makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's what I used to do before. What I do now, I did that for a few years. That was a lot better than being an employee. Yeah, I mean it. Stuff like that really cracks me up because. It seems like they're almost shooting themselves in the foot because there's going to be a lot of people that can't figure it out. The oh, the facial recognition. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I might file it by mail. Uh, it's, but it's like all that stuff. Like I, I tweeted it out last November when I came back, but I came back from Mexico, and didn't show my passport once getting into the country, and they had me. You know, they like when you go in, they have you look at this thing, and which I'm assuming is facial recognition. And so apparently, whatever that was, they were able to get enough that they needed that they didn't they didn't touch my passport. Like it stayed in my front pocket the whole time I went through. They just they didn't. I kept thinking they were going to ask me, "There's going to be another station or something." And then I saw McDonald's. I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm through." All right. That's funny. Yeah, every time I've gone down through the border, they've been pretty intense with me. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like a lot of that stuff, though, is just, it's ultimately, like, a show. It's pretty easy to walk back and forth across the, the Mexican border. Um, yeah. In certain areas uh, out near us. Uh, not that yeah, huge, huge chunks of Arizona. <laughs> you could... I mean, you see it on the news. People do it all the time. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it, it's like I feel like TSA 
is the exact same way where they just do it for show because this is like you know the the whole thing with the state is like this illusion of that they're in control and power they they show force more so to um you know scare you into submission than really being able to actually monitor everybody and it's just like so apparent with tsa i mean you just hear the stories like these these guys are just complete morons um and have no idea what they're doing but they bark at you and uh uh patch you down and rope you uh to make you afraid but yeah Lurk says the IRS shit is terrifying. Same with the Walmart stuff in Canada. Didn't hear about the Walmart stuff in Canada either. Said I guess France, France is tweeted away. I'll look that up real quick. Yeah, but kind of going off the conversation that we had last week, I mean, like, all, all the stuff with... Uh, um, I don't know which one his real account is. I've fallen to it, Francis. Going, going off the stuff that we were talking about last week. Uh, well, he, he said they're segregating unvaxxed and vax in this cage, and then the unvaxxed has a worker follow them around while they shop sheets. It's like stuff like that. It's like, how, how long can you? I mean, I guess it's Walmart, they've got unlimited government money but i just wonder how long these businesses can can stay around doing this silly stuff i i would imagine probably a while like can you imagine what their labor costs are like versus three years ago like inflation plus they have to have all these extra people to do all this stupid shit well and the funny thing about walmart workers too is they don't do anything yeah. they're some of the most useless workers too like they're obviously not worried about having product productive uh, workers in any way, but yeah, they were doing stuff like that in Germany, I think. Well, that's what uh, governments love to do best: is put people in cages. So you can be in a cage in Walmart now in Canada. And I would say governments pretty much, or Walmart's pretty much married to the government, so. They count as government. But yeah, that's that's fantastic. But yeah, going off of what we were talking about last week, as, as far as the um, the surveillance and stuff, I mean, it's just becoming more, more like in your face, but the surveillance has already been here for a very, very long time. Like it's safe to assume that all of our text messages and emails are monitored. All of our financial transactions are monitored. So that's that's not new. Are you hearing? Do I have a little bit of mic uh, feedback? I hear this. I hear the spring a little bit in the microphone. Hmm. It's like like someone's banging the microphone stand or something. Gotcha. Talk for a second. I'm gonna try and fix it. It just sounds like y'all are recording from the bathroom all the time. <laughs> just really steady. Stop hey, fucking lying! God fucking damn it! I'm getting pissed out. <laughs> We had complaints about how shitty your sound was a couple weeks ago. Who? Fancy, how's, no, how's North Texas treating how, how's Texas treating y'all? It's been great. It's been really great. 
it's like living nice. uh, in a normal place. It's really awesome. Awesome. So for uh, AK, thank you, AK. Uh, AK just tagged me in. Uh, gosh, I don't know why I'm getting that feedback. It's so obnoxious. Oh, I don't. I didn't hear it that time. Oh, I hear it in my mic. Okay, it's kind of there. Maybe. I and I am recording from the bathroom, Clancy. Just heads up, taking a bath. You have your mic set up over your bathtub. Uh yeah, yeah. I got the whole. I watch TV in there and the whole thing. It's pretty great. You're like the guy in the Truman Show who just sits in his bathtub and watches the Truman Show. <laughs> I've not seen that movie, but it sounds like it. And I just pray nothing falls in the water in front of the electronics. Okay, so you have to watch that movie. So AK just tagged me. So these plexiglass prisons inside the Quebec Walmarts are where they can find the unvaccinated while they wait for a security escort, which will follow them around to make sure they aren't putting any non-pharmaceutical items in their carts. Put it in the net. I, uh, I had a friend who drove, drove into and out of Canada recently, and they said that going in, the uh, Canadian border guards or whatever had like full on hazmat suit. Like he said, they looked like astronaut suits and they had a tube coming out the back of the head for like, you know, presumably filtered air or whatever, but the whole thing was completely self-contained. Uh, they wouldn't like process you until everyone in the car, including people in the very, very back seat had masks on. Like he said, it was just, it was so much worse than even, even you'd expect. It's so stupid. But and then coming back, you know, it's like, yeah, they don't give a shit, but it's amazing. I was, I was amazed. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how long they keep this going for. And I think one of the, the problems that they're going to run into is that people can only live in fear, like extreme fear for so long. And I think people are hitting their limit on that and are just tired. They'd rather, you know, go out and take the chance of dying than live in yeah. their houses terrified. So I just try to concern myself with them as little as possible. And I don't know. It's like, I, people don't believe me when I tell them, but it's like my kids barely, like barely know what COVID is. Like they know, I mean, obviously they see people in masks when they go outside and, but it's like, you know, we make fun of those people a little bit here and there and have a good time. But they, yeah, they barely know what's going on. That's, that's We were at a jiu-jitsu competition this weekend with like, I don't know, four or 500 people and not that big of a gym and, you know, seven masks in the whole place and stuff like that. That's, seeing, seeing stuff like that is super cool. There's plenty of people out there that are sensible. Yeah, no, there are tons of people out there. I think, like, yeah, just going back to people are over it for the most part. But yeah, the digital IDs and stuff will get worse, and I just think, like, it's it's time to start preparing, you know, pretty seriously. If you haven't stocked up on food and ammo yet, you're probably about six months 
late <laughs> to when you should have been stocking up on food and ammo, but there's still time. And one other question, totally other topic. What do you, do you, so it's like that's something that's come up a lot recently is that these new gen miners are coming in at like 30 million sats, which is like, it's entirely possible that they might never ROI or, you know, efficiency want people to push in this. Um, and I, it's something I've, you know, like, I don't know, like I, I had a couple that I bought around back when they're around 20 million and felt pretty good about that. And they've been online for a little bit, but it's like to buy it now at 30 million seems insane. Just based on me playing with the brains calculator for the last six months to a year or something like that. But yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you think about that. Like what you think about like where the prices for those are going potentially. Oh, prices are definitely going down. Um, if, like they've come down this week, uh, in particular, and uh, uh, Don, I have not had luck with the new S nineteen firmware, but I'm gonna get that sorted out tomorrow. Um, I'll message you about it. I'm taking my uh, miner into Kaboom Racks to get it all sorted. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on the price of Bitcoin. Uh, because if it stays where it's at right now or goes down, uh, the prices of miners are going to have to go down uh, for sure. But yeah, yeah, right now is like an incredibly stupid time to buy a miner. Um, and, you know, from what I've learned over the last few months of working in the industry is the these larger uh, companies in the mining space they always have an edge and they calculate things very very differently than the average person because they get their hands on firmware years or at least six months before everybody else does they have access to you know all of these tools so they're going to be running these machines at much higher efficiencies and hash rates so like you know i'm running 100 terahash s19 at 100 terahash and one of these bigger companies out there is probably running the same machine in immersion at 170 right now <laughs> um and, and they probably paid five million sats for it yeah and they paid a lot less so um yeah so i mean it'd be interesting to see what uh what happens with these bigger uh companies if they continue to buy up all the s19s um because that would keep the price higher but from where i see things happen right uh don says uh just pop the sd with kaboom firmware oh you got access to brains um interesting have to check oh And I, I bring it up mostly because there was like, I don't know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm locked out of my Twitter right now, but I still lurk around and stuff. And uh, I was just reading through the comments, especially on some of the discussions people were having on it. And then there were a lot of people who clearly had never, never even considered the idea that a miner might not ROI in SaaS. 
like they were just like I was just reading these comments and like you know and they, these are people that talk about like buying miners, owning miners, running miners. You know, they're like oh, I bought this, and it's like you go through. I'm looking just looking at their history, looking at what else they do, all this different stuff, and it's just like I I was just very I'd never. Like, because to me, you know, if I'm buying one of these, that's the number one concern. Am I going to ROI in SATs and how quickly? Like, that's that's all that matters. That's it. And I don't know. I, I was just blown away. There are a lot of people that clearly had never considered that. Or, you know, like someone like Ephesians asked, like, how long? Like, if you buy a new gen at 30 million SATs, how long? And how long would you take to expect it to ROI? And there's people saying, like, 12 months, like, 18 months, 24 months. Like, it's, like... 30. With firmware, free power, everything, that's literally impossible. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would take like 60 months if difficulty stayed the same right now at 30 million cents. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, a lot of Tucson, Tucson power, it would take, it would take forever. And there's no way that difficulty will continue. I mean, the real question is, uh, what's going to happen with difficulty? Because that could explode. That's what it looks like. Yeah, we had, we had a the last difficulty adjustment. I think was like ten percent or nine percent. It was something massive. Well, the whole the whole chip shortage thesis has always been like solid game theory. You know. Like, I don't know, pretty, me, to me, pretty reasonable, but never, it was never an evidence-based thing ever. And that's why a lot of people bought a lot of miners based on the ship shortage, that ship shortage thesis that will, you know, I hope, I hope it works out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I And don't it know. still might, like China invades Taiwan, everybody that owns a miner today is rich as fuck. Well, and One then, silver lining. Then there's a... <laughs> A million other factors of as far as like you know what we watched happen in Kazakhstan could ripple into other areas and it seems like you know the the governments of the world are not too happy about Bitcoin mining and it's a matter of time before they try and crack down and that might happen kind of simultaneously so I mean but but if you're going out like trying to to make calculations banking on a black swan event happening was probably a bad idea. So in general, you should try to predict as many black swans as possible. You should prepare for them, um, yeah, well, but banking on it. Yeah. And the whole idea of predicting a black swan is nonsensical. It's yeah. De that, de defies the term. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to be the Michael Burry of Bitcoin mining. I'm going to make these massive calculations. I don't know. You know, you could, you could be right um, if you go about doing that. But I you heard about that pool called CK pool or something like that. I forget. I just saw it in a Telegram chat today, but I guess pointing some of your hash power at it, it's like... Uh, so my understanding is it gives you like a hundred times better odds than solo mining. And so it's like almost solo mining, but not quite. So, cause I, I guess apparently with the S nine, you can point at different hash boards at different pools. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, 
I talked to somebody who had one hash board pointed at that CK pool, just as like a lottery ticket. <laughs> I haven't looked into how exactly it works, but I thought it was funny. That's a fun idea. So it's so it's like because you know like the odds of solo mining is just just astronomical dog shit, and so this pool, your odds of hitting a block is a hundred times better than that astronomical well, dog I guess, shit. I guess there was a guy that hit a hit a block with a USB stick. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like half a terahash. Is it like 500 giga hash or something? Something insane. I would be, uh, honestly, it's probably lower than that. I'd be surprised if a USB stick got that high. But that oh, happened. Lurk is saying it was a 16 terahash USB stick. That seemed how. It seemed really high for a USB stick. I don't know. I don't know anything about those USB ones. That thing must be huge because that's that's like an S nine running at yeah thirteen thirteen hundred watts fourteen hundred watts yeah that's kind of that's wild <laughs> yeah there's no way a USB stick is sixteen terahash yeah that's what I was thinking You're I don't want to call Lair, I didn't want to call Lara a fucking liar to his face though I mean. Yeah, it's a big SSB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your computer your computer's uh uh power supply couldn't handle that. <laughs> Unless it's like uh, Oh, he might have he sounds like he had a, he had several. So sixteen terahash of USB sticks, so maybe like thirty two of them or something like that. Gosh. They sell those on Amazon. And the 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 pricing on it is horrible. It's like I think like for the price of two for like the price of two or three of them, you could get S nine, which is like 10, 20 times more powerful. So Amazon actually has real Bitcoin miners on there now. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. I want to find this thing. I'll, uh, it was, I know which, tell which group it was in. I'll, I'll post it in our telegram. 70 bucks. Oh, I'll, okay. I see how they do it. So yeah, you could get away with that because the USP port is powered itself. It's not pulling off your computer. Der. I I just put the eBay for that USB miner in the Telegram. It do, it doesn't even say on these ones on Amazon what the hash rate is. It just says the power consumption. <laughs> Here here's an S nine for nine hundred twenty dollars on the. Uh, on uh, Amazon. That's super funny. Three used options for uh, 700 bucks. 
yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Miner prices are going to come down as soon as if Bitcoin. Do you think? Do you think they'll get back towards like twenty million cents or so where they were before? I don't know. It's going to take a little bit to do that. Like the price, it just depends on how how uh, low the Bitcoin price stays or goes, because the the miner prices are going to lag. As long yeah. as people are willing to buy it, like, because you have to think like. A lot of these guys that are selling the miners, like Kaboom, paid for the miners at a certain level, and they don't want to sell them for a loss. Like they're gonna try, yeah. they're gonna try and sell them for at least a little bit above what they paid, and they might have to, you know, cut it pretty close to even. But, um, yeah, for them to break even in Sats, yeah, yeah. Man, Ronan, Ronan had a pretty funny story about Scott Offred. <laughs> what was it? So, Scott Scott's website, I don't know if it was like Scott um, who did it. I don't think it was, but Scott's website double-charged him for a ticket. And, oh, really? Yeah. And then it was just total a total shit show for him to try and get uh, set up with a hotel. Um, so I guess Ronan's not going to the conference. That's not happening. Yeah. I heard Don's going to Scott's conference, though. I heard Don was helping organize it. That was really nice of him. He kind of volunteering to help out the community. It's yeah. good. Don helped uh, get uh, Dennis Porter booked for it. Okay. Yeah. If there's anybody I ever wanted to listen to on Bitcoin mining, it was probably Dennis Porter. Yeah, I like well, I like listening to Mike Alfred talk about Bitcoin mining too, because <laughs> it's it's like you know you, you usually like you'll be in a discussion like really learning a lot about Bitcoin mining, and then he'll divert it to Bitcoin mining stocks, which I would agree with him are far better uh, place to put money than Bitcoin miners themselves. Definitely the the companies. Yeah, I I would have said that uh, Bitcoin mining stocks would have been incredibly risky a few months ago, but now that Sat Center is out there to really protect them from a regulatory standpoint, they're good. Good. Have you followed anything what Sat Center is up to? I have not. Good water bottles though. Very very high quality metal water bottle. I know, I already lost mine. It was a nice water bottle. I can't hold on to things. I lose everything. I don't know. I might find it. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this week? I got the sponsors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let me play those real quick. Okay. We got people in uh, spaces we could go to, too. I want to give a big shout out to our first sponsor, Dirtbags Bar. Dirtbags Bar has been and always will be the best place for you to meet your future ex-wife. And that being said, Dirtbags Bar is happy to announce this expansion into a new market of helping married women find boyfriends after their husbands lost all their money shitcoin trading recently. 
they want you to know that just because your husband's a complete moron and lost all your family's life savings doesn't mean that you have to be lonely. Check out Dirtbags Bar in Tucson, Arizona. I want to welcome back one of our favorite sponsors, the World Economic Forum. They wanted to announce that they're starting a new initiative by selling NFTs to raise funds for climate change and gender equality. They wanted to show people that even as the modern iteration of the Nazi party, they can be woke and hip. So if you want to end gender equality and climate change, make sure to use promo code synthetic blooms to buy these NFTs. Enough of our sponsors. Let's get back to the show. Synthetic wombs. I guess we could talk about that. Clancy, what are your thoughts on synthetic wombs? I don't think she's on. She's in spaces, but she dropped down to this here. There was a lot of uproar about that. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, just it's more of the more of the same transhumanism stuff. I just I see people promote stuff like that. I'm like, I just I could not have less. Synthetic what? My thoughts on what? Syn- synthetic wombs. Where they like grow grow babies in jars, and that it was promoted as a a way to promote gender equality. And uh, I don't know something something. Women can be in a cubicle more if we have synthetic wombs, and that's a good thing. Is the argument, as far as I can tell. I don't know this. I need to study on this. No, I, 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 I would suggest skipping over this one. It's depressing and more of the same transhumanism bullshit. <laughs> well, it started because Vitalik tweeted about it. How did I miss this? What the fuck are y'all talking about? Yeah, I don't know how you missed it because it was kind of a big deal a couple days ago. I've been busy. Vitalik's such a such a great human being. But yeah, it, it is interesting to see. Um, I, I wonder which uh, chain that. The WEF's gonna launch their sh- their NFTs on. Ugh. Don said, first time uh, I heard Mike Alfred talk, he started explaining how virgin bitcoins are more desirable than others. Yeah, that's a spook move. How is a womb synthetic? Uh, so the the whole point of it is for women not to actually carry the baby. Like the idea of it is like like Skeef said to make sure that the woman doesn't miss work. Yeah. Uh, Gotta keep you productive. Yeah, that's tax money that uh, is not getting paid. Yeah, I think it's gotta um, get really really bad before the pendulum swings the other. Other direction. Yeah, I think I think we've got a ways to go. How long? Like I'm, I'm just like, when is it going to burst? When is all of it going to burst? I don't know. I mean, it's just it burst in like, 2008. Yeah, or 2001. Well, I'm talking it's, about 
well, I the guess financial. Team. I was talking about the Bitcoin white paper. Oh, I gotcha. The game's over. Like you know, it's yeah. it, at, at the end of the day, it's our choice if we want to like participate in this society anymore. Like we, you can really like insulate yourself from it and limit these maniacs' uh, power and control in your lives. Like it's gonna be uncomfortable and not as you know convenient as just like being able to go to the grocery store and do like all the normal stuff. Um, but you can, yeah, you can live pretty free. I mean, I think yeah, the transhumanism stuff is creepy as shit. Yeah, it's I do not recommend doing this, but I read. Yuval Noah Harari's books, which is all that shit. He had he had one called like he wrote Sapiens, like the evolution, and then Homo Deus, and I think there was one more, but those are two I remember. But it's just like he's like the World Economic Forum's guy. Like he presents at Davos, like all that kind of stuff about yeah. If you search his name in WF, there's all kinds of videos. Yeah, I've, I forgot the lady's name, but I got in a. Uh, argument with her um got to meet her in person and argue with her in person about it for a little bit I, I didn't really argue too much but um she's got a channel where she covers a lot of the uh uh transhumanism stuff called wrenching the gears uh but she hates bitcoin because yeah. she thinks bitcoin's a part of all that stuff yeah that's what, uh sam tripoli i think is warming up to it he, for the longest time, he was a CIA-created Bitcoin guy. Um, or not for the longest time. He's had a bunch of different views. But he, at least recently, I, and I know Clancy, I know you listen to him a lot, um, more, more than I do even. But um, anyway, he had a thing recently where he was talking about how he thinks that even if it was created by the government, you know, like the internet, it got out of their control. And so maybe it is something that can be used and then, he, one of the guys on his show, Johnny, uh, at least understands. I think he also shitcoins some, but he at least understands Bitcoin a little better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so coming around, they're, they're orange pilling themselves slowly. Yeah, I mean, and he's the, he's the one I really want to see. Like, really get it. Like, I'd love to see him sit down with Marty Bent or something like that. Yeah, because. <clears throat> Recently, he did the whole thing where he compared it to the internet, right? Like, he, mm -hmm. he had the realization that the CIA fucking created the internet. And because of the internet, we're, we're able to communicate with each other. So it's like it got out of hand. So it, it's like having this light bulb go off on maybe that's what's happening with Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that episode. I've, I've since, like, lately I've been listening to probably 80, 90% of his episodes and I've been going back through his history like crazy. I, I don't know. Like three months ago, I started going on benders with his podcast and I love it. Max is here. Max, come up on the stage. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? How's everybody, how's everybody doing, huh? Doing pretty good. How are things treating you? How's what's up, Max? In the house. How is how is each and every one of your thirteen meetups going? Honestly, they're rocking and rolling. It's a little tough with the snow, but we're pushing through. It's going great. Uh, the Garden of Eden is going very strong. I apologize. I've been away from the uh, meetups and Twitter and Telegram and stuff, but 
you're going to see a lot of cool shit. Uh, I've been in build mode, so. God, I miss Thanks. you guys so much. I miss you guys. Yeah, we missed you too, man. I DM'd you because I was like, the last few weeks, I was like, where's Max been? I know everybody's probably saying that, so don't worry. I'm alive and well. Building. Awesome. We're, here. We're excited to see and what you're building been. whenever it comes out. And we, and we haven't fucking sold. Fuck these people that are selling. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Pussies. Yeah. I don't know. Goodness gracious. Bring it on. Let him sell. Yeah, <laughs> so what's the topic? Hit me. Hit me with the. Hit me with the main topic. Dem- what's the? Uh, fuck, fuck democracy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, the best of the worst governments, right? And the, uh, the the good old the good old fashioned Osho quote: uh, "Democracy is government of the people, by the people, for the people, but the people are retarded." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Government of the retarded, by the retarded, and for the retarded. I was talking to somebody we all know uh, earlier today, and it is nice to see, at the very least, we, we talked about before here, but if people are waking up to like, all right, inflation is yeah. real, it's here, we got to do something about it. You know, so we haven't had that, I don't think, in any of these prior traditional business cycles. But yeah, yeah, 100% agree. These, uh, 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 these, these no corners don't, don't understand. Still a super cycle. You think? Oh yeah, definitely a super cycle. It, it doesn't it feel like it. Oh man, it just it, it it feels like we're we're kind of coiling up for whatever the next either having or the next uh, five or what yeah. I don't know. My 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 basic kind of like contention for the next few years, which obviously doesn't have a price prediction or anything like that, is just that there's like. You know, like if we sat there and thought it out and wrote it all down, we could probably come up with at least a hundred, you know, or a few hundred like critical things that if they broke in favor of Bitcoin and what we're trying to do, it would just like launch things into the stratosphere and get absolutely fucking insane. And it's like if one of those hundred things happens, then, you know, that's that's the super that's that's like my basic super cycle contention and i see ephesians in the chat hell yeah is yeah there's there's a hundred hundreds and hundreds of different things that we could identify that could potentially cause super cycle to really kick off and all we need is one of them here i've got i've got the osho clip i just wanted to play it real quick yeah because democracy basically means Government. He pauses. So by the people, of the people, for the people. But the people are retarded. (laughs) (laughs) And there's 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 a version where he says the whole thing, and then he goes to the PN. So it's the government of the retarded for the of, by the retarded for the retarded. Whenever I use that, I, I have to cut out the pauses because he just pauses so long. He's got that cult leader eye contact too. <laughs> it would have been interesting to see how that worked out and how like Waco would have worked out if they hadn't been 
screwed. Murdering children. Are you talking about the ATF? Yeah. Uh, Waco. Yeah. They burned a bunch of kids. Yeah. Yeah, if, if they hadn't gone in and screwed with them. Ephesians, if you're so inclined, join spaces and tell us all the reasons you think there's going to be a super cycle. I don't know. I've just like... I don't really care about the praise. And part of that is I, I choose not to because I just don't think it's like something that I just get exhausted from focusing on it. And it, it's not like I need the price of Bitcoin to be a million dollars today for me to live a sovereign life. So, but I, I don't disagree with you as far as like we very well could potentially be in the super cycle right now. I, I do like that price is such a simple number, a simple answer to, you know, a massive, infinite complex of inputs that nobody can ever, you know, exactly figure out and pinpoint. Except for, hey, except for Will Clemente. Exactly, yes. Definitely Will. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at least, um, yeah, it, it, it's still very, at least to me, it, it's tough to, to see when the 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 can as you said it's just no way the kicking the can down the road eventually we're going to be breaking our toes and you know because it's going to get so heavy and stuff when are, when is it going to I I don't know when is it going to stop I guess when people stop believing you know but <laughs> they're doing a pretty good job on selling the narrative right although the narrative for this general life of COVID stuff or whatever else is definitely dwindling for sure. You can see it um, uh, just on the media's, media's comments and uh, uh, Supreme Court ruling, blah, 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 all that stuff. But it, it is, we are very lucky here in the States, you know, for that, except, uh, you know, Canada and Australia. God, I pray for you guys. But I think there is, I think it was going to last a lot longer, but I think we have light at the end of the tunnel. Because um, a lot of people are still pushing back and it's definitely cratering for, for them. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But. To be determined. Ephesians, when super cycle? Um, well, I feel it in my balls. So it's happening. Let's go. Last last time I checked the chart, we were still on track for 800k by Valentine's Day. So I'm I'm thinking that one sounds looking pretty good. This is this is confirmed. I mean, that's not related to super cycle. That's that's just that's just a Valentine's Day gift from God to us. But uh, I I can confirm both super cycle and 800k by Valentine's Day. I have consulted with my balls and they confirm it no, no. yeah i i consulted plan b's chart plan b did you see crap price action is nothing but a black swan and uh it will pass the the balls to go on breed loves program with the title bitcoin price suppression i just i don't know i laughed so hard <laughs> Is that the title? Plan B and greed love. I mean, that's been the shit coiner uh, price suppression. The okay. shit, that's been like the shit coiner TA uh, playbook for a very long time. Is like anytime they predict the price goes up and it doesn't, they blame the whales for price suppressing. So that that's a classic that Plan B pulled. I mean, this might be an 
popular opinion in this space, but I actually do buy the price suppression narrative. Like, I really do think that, like, there are lots of really big corporate entities that are doing what they can to drive the price down and, like, scoop up stats from clubs. I do think that's real. Like, I, like, as much as, like, the, the, the people who say this tend to be people who suck, like, you know, the expression, like, a broken clock is right twice a day, like, I do think that they're actually about that one. Like, maybe it's by accident that they're right about that one, but I do think that they're right about that one. Sure. There's there's definitely games they can play with like the future CTF and stuff like that. That I I would say virtually is certain. Well, you um, know, and and, well, and and exchanges know everyone's liquidation point. That's another known fact. And Sailor, uh, you know, talked about it the way that he put in buy orders too over time, uh, small amounts as to not you know screw the price. So. I mean, just the fact that he stated that is a good point. It's like they, they can do the math, you know, and say, hey, if we sell $100 million worth of Bitcoin at this time, we can expect to collect this much on liquidations that result from it, you know. And if, you know, uh, you know one number is bigger than the other number, then they probably go for it. Yeah. Somebody just sent or a little bit ago sent me five thousand five hundred twenty eight sats. So whoever sent that, half of that's going to uh, the uh, meme developers in the Bitcoin space. Yeah, Ephesians and Max. I think it was before you guys joined, but uh, we uh, committed to half of the proceeds of this episode. Uh, we're tired of Bitcoin core developers getting so much funding. We think uh, funds need to go to meme developers. So that's where half of the funds of the show is going to go to. Yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you guys sixty nine stats. Have fun splitting that half. <laughs> I like it. Tie tie goes to the tie goes to the meme meme developers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we have to take care of our meme developers. Like the greedy devs. My gosh, they're just support open source Photoshop developers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! They protect the narrative, right? You know, uh, developers protect the the code base. Uh, the meme lords protect the narrative so i, I i'm all on board all right <laughs> did anybody watch that stupid ben armstrong video is that the fat guy talking about proof of stake i don't even know what he talked about i just saw the title no, i didn't see yeah oh, i think that's he just said Bitcoin had to change. That I didn't even watch it. I just saw people tweeting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like his. He just presented a completely foregone conclusion that proof of work mining does not work, and Bitcoin will transition to proof of stake. And then he went on to talk about all the implications of that. And I was like, "You lost me at step zero, buddy." Hey Ephesians, I'm curious why. Uh, what your thoughts are on uh, buying a new gen miner right now? He's oh, no bottom. He said thirty-five million stats is a good deal. That's what he told me. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I pay um, no, on a serious note. Yeah, I, 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 I think that new gen miners are are crazy overpriced. I think that unfortunately, a lot of people who have kind of aped into mining, and I'm not talking about home mining. Like, I'm not talking about somebody who bought like one F nineteen. But, like, you know, I got a bunch of boys who have bought, like, a bunch of new-gen ASICs. Um, and I don't think most of them, I'm not speaking for all of them, but I think most of them 
have really not done the necessary due diligence. And I think it's frankly a lot more likely that they never ROI uh, than it is that they profit anytime soon. Like I, I, I've talked to, like I made a couple of posts about it yesterday. And I mean, people were literally in my comments saying, you know, they expect an F-19 to ROI in a year, which is only possible if you genuinely don't understand how mining works. And I mean, that's, that's like scary to me, like for my homies, like, I don't want you guys to lose that. Like, this is one of the reasons why I ate so hard into F9 is because like, I like, you know, I'm fairly normal as far as like social skills go, but like, I have like a pretty strong autism side, especially when it comes to like, like finance related numbers. And I mean, I've probably literally spent like a thousand hours over the course of the last year, just thinking about nothing but how to ROI with mining. And my conclusion is, Assuming you have reasonably priced power, S9s are just the best investment in the business and it's not even close. Like it's just not even close. And a lot of people don't get this. A lot of people think, oh, well, the new gens are more efficient and they're newer. Therefore, they're better. And that's why they're more expensive. It's that, I mean, frankly, it's just, it's just wrong. And I'm not like some fucking genius or anything, but I'm autistic enough to spend enough time obsessing over these fucking numbers to realize that S9s are just a better deal. Now, there are exceptions. Right. If you have like really expensive power, like if your power rate is like, you know, 10 or 15 cents or something. Well, then, yeah, I mean, an S19 is going to be a better move for you. Uh, but I mean, if that's your power rate, unless you're coming at, unless you're coming to it from the perspective that you're down to lose a certain percentage of your stack in exchange for basically swapping your stack out for non KYC, like mine stack, which that's, that's fair. Like if that's the calculation that you're making, then don't. Right, then I, I I could wrap my head around that. But if you're thinking that you're gonna buy an S19 for you know 35 to 40 million sats, and you're gonna ROI in a year or two, you're smoking crap. Like it, that, the, the the only way that that would happen is if the network just like doesn't grow at all. Which if that's like if that's your perspective, then like I, I, like I don't even understand where your head's at. Like. You, you have to be bearish on Bitcoin to think that. And also, if you're bearish on Bitcoin, you shouldn't be mining. Because if like if you're a Bitcoin bear, like mining does not make sense. Like a big part of the reason why mining makes sense to me is because I'm bullish as fuck. You know, like I said, we're going to 800K by Valentine's Day, my ball feeling. Like I'm super fucking bullish on Bitcoin. And that's a big part of the calculation of why mining makes sense to me. If you're a Bitcoin bear, mining makes absolutely no sense. And the only way that you can think that the, that the, the network is not going to grow tremendously is if you're a Bitcoin bear. So, like, no matter how you spin it, these new gems are a bad investment at these prices. I mean, I think that they're, they're I think they're overpriced by roughly a hundred percent. I mean, really, I, I don't think an F nineteen is worth any more than roughly half of what they're going for. And I, I think a lot of people are going to get wrecked. I mean, they'll still end up with that. It's not like they're not going to have any stats, but you know, I think a lot of people are going to lose. I don't know. 15%, 20% of the stats that they spent on, on their on their new gens. I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I could buy fucking F9s right now for fucking 700 to 800,000 stats, and I could have that back reliably after paying my power bill in a year. Reliably. And that's assuming that the, that's assuming that the network grows by 100%, which I think most of these people don't even think that's possible. Most of the people I talk to literally think it's not possible we're going to go past 300 extra hash here, which is retarded. It is almost certainly going to go. 100 exahash, it's almost certainly going to go past 400 exahash. 
and people are going to get wrecked because they don't understand this stuff. And I'll admit, I didn't understand this stuff for the first like week that I was thinking about mining. But I just obsessed over these numbers and realized, like, oh, shit, like, I'm retarded. Of course it's going to grow that much. It's fucking Bitcoin. So, you know, my, my, my case in a nutshell is, like, if you're thinking about mining, like, make sure you have a decent price power rate. Like, you know, if you're, if you're paying over, like, $0.08 cents for, for your power, you probably shouldn't mine at all. Um, and if you have under $0.08 cent power, you should be buying S9 for, like, a, for, for, for a million reasons. I mean, it's lower risk because the S9 is, you know, depending on what you pay for it, um, you know, 300 to $600, you know, and I don't think you should pay $600 for an S9 right now, uh, unless the price of Bitcoin goes up substantially. Um, you know, I don't think you should pay more than like, I mean, max one and a half million fast for an S9. And frankly, I think you should, you should aim for a million. And if you're buying a bunch of them, you can aim for like 700, 800,000. Um, but if you're buying a handful of S9, you know, five to 20 or something like that, you shouldn't really be willing to pay more than a million fast per unit. And you could reliably make that back by the end of the year if you plug them in ASAP. Uh, an S19 at 35 million SAS, roughly speaking, uh, I don't, you know, certainly I don't think you're going to ROI for five years. And it's quite possible that you're never going to ROI. It just depends on how much, uh, how much Bitcoin goes. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's also like if you're, if you're a fucking fiat Nazi and you're thinking, oh, well, I'm going to buy a fucking $12,000 S19 and I'm going to make back fucking 300 grand. Then well, you're, you're right. You will like in dollar terms, you're certainly going to profit with an S19. There's no doubt about that. But in actual Satoshi, uh, short of something really fucked up happening to the hash rate, uh, the likelihood of that happening is, I don't know, sub 40%, probably sub 20, frankly. I mean, it's really, really unlikely. There's no way you're going to break even by the fucking happening. And then when the happening comes around, the fucking block rewards get cut in half. You know, so, you know, this is a, it's a lesson that I think a lot of people need to learn. I mean, maybe I got lucky in a sense because I, I lost like fucking five Bitcoin quad mining, like fucking retard a couple of years ago. You know, so like I, like I kind of w- sort of went down the mining rabbit hole a little bit and like got just absolutely fucking wrecked. And I think I got like a good sense of like just how fucking ruthless the mining game is. Uh, so like I'm I'm extremely skeptical about it now, and I think that that's served me well. But I think a lot of people haven't gotten burned, and if you haven't gotten yeah. burned, you don't build the time, you know. Yeah, well, it's and I think it's it's like I was talking to you about earlier today. Is it's it's like the idea of like there's just a lot of people who have clearly never evaluated an investment before. Like you know, you start like people who don't have a deep understanding of what exactly ROI is and how you calculate that. That it's not it's not just two numbers on top of each other compared to this other number. Like there's a lot to think about. And, you know, people are like, Oh, I put, you know, this into the, my calculator for difficulty, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you have absolutely no idea what difficulty is going to do. Um, like to, with any degree of precision. And that's what I, I don't know. Like, I don't know a lot about mining, but I'm, you know, reasonably good with like the investment side of stuff and evaluating those kinds of things and running numbers and that, that those kinds of things is something I had done before Bitcoin. And it was just that, I don't know. It, was, it caught me, it caught me off guard, like especially reading as I messaged you about that one tweet is, you know, reading, reading the, all the comments under there, people saying, oh, I'm going to ROI in 18 months. I'm going to ROI in 24 months. I'm going to ROI in 12 months. I'm going to, you know, it's just like this, yeah, that's like like I said, I'm way more green than most of the people on mining, and I was looking at that like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Yeah, they're smoking crack. Like, and you know what? 
you're gonna have to get burned to learn your lesson. Right? Like that's like that really is just kind of how it goes. Like you've already. I mean, it's not too late because one thing I mean you probably could presumably do is benefit off of the greater pool and just fucking sell your ASICs to someone else. But the problem is that these prices, even nukes, are like, no, I'm not gonna buy an S19 at 37 million sats, or I'm not gonna buy a fucking S9 at two million sats. Like even fucking retards recognize this. So I think a lot of people are in a situation where I think they're probably considering selling all their miners and they're realizing that they can't. And that mm-hmm. fucking sucks. And this is why you need to fat like if you're mining for anybody if anybody's listening who's like considering mining or is mining and is new to it, like you should just operate under the assumption that the Bitcoin network is gonna grow by a hundred percent every single year. If it doesn't, don't. Because if you do the math, assuming that the network grows by a hundred percent a year, and you're still prepared to mine with those numbers, and it doesn't, then you're just going to make extra money. But if you do your projections, assuming the network is going to grow by 25%, 30%, 40% a year, and it grows by 100, you're fucked. You're just absolutely fucked. And that's the situation I don't want to see my homies in. Yeah, you're, you're speaking you know, truth to power there. You're, you're, you're hitting it perfectly on the head. Uh, people are not putting together the numbers. I've said, I've, I don't know if I've said on the show here, or I know on my other shows, um, if, especially if people have paid, you know, like, like, I like how you're pricing it in sets. If you're paying sets for that miner, Steve, I understand, you know, there's no difference between sets and dollars, but if your whole goal is to get, you know, dollars or sets, why should you, you know, spend, spend your sets to go get non-KYC sets or something? Fine. But yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're spending truth of, truth of power. And a lot of people are not uh, willing to look yourself, look themselves in the mirror, and say, "I either need to unplug because I'm losing money, or I, uh, you know, I, I I'm, I'm sitting on a bag, right? I can't sell all these ASICs, you know, so on and so forth." So yeah, uh, it, yeah, you should do some type of write up or you know, something, and kind of do a little siren call for everybody, just just to help them out, I guess. So yeah, you're you're hitting it right on the head. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So Don's predicting cheap miners, and he also says he doesn't think that uh, it goes up above 400 this year. Well, I mean, it's not guaranteed that it's going to go over 400, but I mean, I think the likelihood that it doesn't go over 300 is nearly zero. Yeah. And like, you know, I've talked to a bunch of people like like Denver, for example, you know, Adam. Um, like, Denver's been like, Saying for a long time, like very publicly on Twitter, you know, he's a friend of mine, but like he's got a very big platform. You know, a lot of people know him on, on Twitter, and I think a lot of people look at him as like a quasi expert in the space. And he's going around saying like, "Oh, there's fucking no shots that we're gonna go over 250 exahash." And I fucking, you know, I've heard fucking Marty and Matt say nearly the same thing. And you know, I I, I think that they're being reckless, man. I think that. You know, especially like if you're a big account on here, you know, if you have fucking 15, 20, 50,000 followers on here, you gotta realize a lot of people who are following you are fucking half retarded. And if you're going around saying shit, like, oh, but fat chance the network crosses 250 exit hacks in fucking 2022, like, a lot of people are gonna make financial decisions based on that. And I know that that's not really, like, your problem, but like, I don't know. I feel like we should still kind of try to look out for each other. And I think a lot of people are just gonna get absolutely reckless. Yeah, I I was arguing with Neil about why I think it's for sure going to go above 300 exahash. 
yeah, I mean, Neil's a good example. Like, I, I, I love the guy to death. I mean, he's, he's definitely smart. And he does all right for himself. But, I mean, he was just posting on fucking Twitter the other day that for the last fucking year, he's been fucking mining, like, I don't know how many fucking petahash. And he didn't even know his own power rate. He was paying, like, 50% more for his electricity than he even realized. Like, dude. Like, and you're going around here fucking telling people to ape into miners? Like, and you don't even have your own fucking house in order? Like, come on. What a funny guy. Uh, in uh, one of the groups, there's a couple miners. I really like how he laid out his numbers. He's a miner in Canada. He runs GPUs because he doesn't have the facility for ASICs, but he has a fuck ton of GPUs. He estimates um, the Bitcoin. Ha- so again, uh, your 100 percent, you know, per annum hash rate growth is damn near, you know, right on target. His number is like 60 percent. Um, I'm sorry, four percent per month is hash rate growth, typically, which compounded, you know, onto itself is puts you about that 60 plus percent, you know, growth every single year. So. And, and I just did my numbers. I don't know where we're at right this very second. What are we at? 175, 180 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you if you run it up 4% a month, 60% for this year, you're going to be at 288 extra hash. And you literally just fucking said, oh, yeah, 300 is definitely possible, you know, and in the bag this year. I, I'm giving you a half of a half the number, right? I, you know, I'm taking 40 off of your 100. So, yeah, this is hash rate growth. Uh, I think shocked everybody, even in the bull run. I'm sorry, even in the bear run for the big players too. When your income, when, when you're getting that million sets a day, and it goes to a million sets a week payout, and now you're getting a million sets, you know, every 11 days or something, you know, that's painful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the last difficulty adjustment, you know, like what roughly 10, 12 percent hit. I forget the exact number, but it was high, somewhere between nine. 10%. Yeah, I think it was around nine. And yeah, I mean, mining, uh, you know, at the end of the day, mining humbles people. Like, it's a fucking ruthless business. And if you're not ready to be involved in a ruthless business, then just be in a different business. It's okay. Like, not everybody has to be a miner. I mean, it's, you know, it's not for everybody. In fact, I'm not even sure it's for me. And I'm pretty sure I've thought about this somewhere in the ballpark of 50 to 100 times more than most of my peers. And I'm not even sure it's for me. So, like, I'm damn sure that these people aren't sure it's for them. And, and the reason it's one of the reasons I think it's so difficult to navigate is because your alternative is arguably the greatest investment in the history of humanity. And it's just like sitting there, dead fucking simple. And it's like, even if you want to do no KYC, walk up to a Bitcoin ATM with some cash and get a little bit of the greatest investment humanity's ever seen. And that's, I don't know, like, that's a, I just, I don't know, I get even like, especially when the whole mining stuff really started taking off, like I was trying as much as possible to beat the drum of don't do, <clears throat> don't do collateralized bullshit, like make sure it's a minor trivial allocation, like don't sink 50% of your stats into mining, like all that kind of, I don't know, like sensible stuff. And I mean, look, I wouldn't even, I, I, I've heard you say this a bunch that like you know you should only put a negligible percentage of your stack of mining. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying like if you're not preparing for the worst, the likelihood that you get wrecked is fairly high. Like if you are actually preparing for the worst case scenario and the numbers still make sense, by all means, 
take your whole fucking stack into mining. But something tells me that most people are not doing that. Most people are not operating under the assumption that we hit 400 exahashes here. Again, I hope we don't. It'd be dope. I'll make a lot more fucking stats than I that I expect to make this year if we don't. But I'm prepared to. And in that context, my mining operations don't make sense. But I don't think most people can say the same. I got a one sat donation, so that's how I know Zorn's here. Hey, you can one. We'll just have to give the whole thing to the meme developers. Yeah. Zorn, half the donations uh, tonight are going to open source meme development. But in the event of a tie, we round up to meme developers. So. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Max? I can't remember. Oh, uh, you can split it up with millisets, but technically millisets aren't real sets. But that's for a nuanced topic of the lady day. Don't tell John Carvalho. Yeah, I, I know. I, that, that's <laughs> <one>. <laughs> can blue wall. That's just a just a fun joke. I really, really, really like John Carvalho. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. You want you want a trigger, you know? Just be like. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You can split up a set to like a thousand different ones. We're like, oh god. <laughs> Speaking of John, what's going on with Synonym? I haven't seen any updates. I, mean, I haven't looked for any updates either. But I haven't seen any updates since the adopting Bitcoin presentation. I have not kept up with him. I I talked to him uh, earlier. Was earlier this month or in December, um, and then he sent me a couple of stuff. I haven't looked at it yet. But I think they should be getting a – he said they're going to maybe have a beta out for you to start using stuff, maybe in February or March. So that would kind of you know, be that three, four-month time frame. So, uh, yeah, I haven't heard much besides uh, getting the release, uh, release date out. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think there's so much you can do with uh, the Lightning Network. Uh, yeah, that's going to be incredibly powerful and move people away because it's just so seamless. You can integrate it so seamlessly into the internet, and it just makes way yeah. more sense. Like Patreon should be gone today, and all those like platforms like that. Uh, I I don't know why you know content creators accept donations via. Uh, like super chats and stuff like that on YouTube anymore because lightning is just so much better and it's just a matter of time before somebody like Zebedee comes out and creates like the bells and whistles uh, that go on screen and trigger animations yeah. and stuff and then I think it's game over yeah. what's that one that you were telling me about Max I couldn't get to work which one? The uh, like the like the lightning token stuff, or no the the lightning uh, app for streamers. Oh it yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's the LN bits. Z- was it Zion Dreamer? LN bits. Oh, LN bits. Was it LN bits the streamer pilot? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can. Basically, uh, okay, you guys are on YouTube right now. Um, you basically have a little QR code at the bottom every time somebody would make a payment of that URL. Uh, pay. Um, 
depending on the denomination, you know, maybe a hundred sets got a thumbs up, maybe a thousand sets got a rocket ship goes across the screen. Did you ever get that to work on on uh, on the speed or no? It it doesn't work for what I do because I use a bunch of different camera angles uh, mm. in the stream, and you put your camera through their browser extension thing and then into OBS and it just wouldn't work that way for me. Oh, okay. Because I need... So it's kind of like what we... Yeah. So it's kind of like what we saw before. You're just going to end up putting a, like a full 12 off of something like that and, you know, maybe have an animate... Uh, something, something to have. Yeah, I'm waiting for Zebedee to launch their uh, their streamer tool, but I use their uh, app or their Lightning QR because uh, one of my good buddies works at Zebedee. I like supporting those guys. Shout, Shout out, out to Santos. Zebedee. Yeah. Okay. I li- I like like the Bitcoin gaming stuff, but I don't play video games. I'm so bad at it. I downloaded CSGO and was playing it and it was such a miserable experience for me because I was so shitty. But so I always tell people growing up, pretty much my mom's only rule was video games are stupid. And so like wait, I think we got a PlayStation 2 when I was like 17 or something. I forget exactly. But so I just grew up never playing video games and and then by the time we got one I didn't really care about it. So they never really did anything for me. But that was like pretty much her only rule so i never really yeah never seemed like a big deal <laughs> yeah i'm well, hoping my son is like that it's mine mine are split right now i have my older son he talks about how you know because we talk about you know he's saying in a couple of years we're gonna buy land or whatever so we're always talking about what are we looking for what do we want that kind of thing and he's like i want trees and then, like a month ago, he said, uh, "Do I have to get a cell phone someday?" And I said, "No, absolutely not. You like shouldn't get one if you don't want one." And so he's t- lately he's been on a kick. He's like, "Yeah, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want a phone. I want to live out in the woods." Blah blah blah. And then, but it's definitely not um, anything I can take credit for because his younger brother's complete opposite. So <laughs> it's kind of some kids go well, one way, some go the other. I was about to give you Dad of the Year award, but then, but then it said you you only have a fifty percent success rate, so yeah, we'll, yeah, give you, yeah. we'll give you half the trophy. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> neither one of them, you know, like it's not like they're, you know, on the tableau at the restaurant or anything horrific like that. But yeah, the younger one, he sure he sure likes uh, he likes games and stuff for sure. That's fun. So Lurk Lurk just sent um the tweet about the. USB miners. It's like a whole USB miner rig. There's like uh, nine of them, and three separate US like powered USB ports. So pretty. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, two solo miners that won the box a couple weeks ago. Was it last week or two weeks? It's pretty recently. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Well. Um, we're gonna have to start wrapping up. Um, we had a dope meetup in uh, yes Tucson on Saturday talking about mining, and it was pretty funny that I I got 
Kaboom Racks to give me a miner or an S9 to give away. And then I proceeded to tell everybody not to buy miners. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm totally in line with your thinking right now, Ephesians. Uh, Let's see. We got Gilbert tomorrow. Yep. If anybody's in Phoenix, yeah. The Gilbert meetups tomorrow. Hopefully, Arizona Hot will be there. Yeah. I don't think I'll be able to make it. I don't don't think I'll be at that one. Well, you will be in spirit because me, you, and Arizona Hot are all the same person. That's true. Yeah. Ephesians recently was complimenting me on how good I am at switching voices, being able to do both Tucson Bitcoin and Skeef on Toxic Airwaves. Well, we we actually pre-record this entire show and then use TA uh, on-chain metrics to uh, uh, predict all the conversation that we have in spaces and as well as the chat. So, honestly, my, my what, what I thought was impressive, Steve, wasn't actually just uh, the being able to do the different voices, but it was actually more the video thing. Although one thing I've noticed you fucked up about is you didn't get Tucson's glasses quite right. So I assumed that you were going for the David Koresh glasses with, with both of your characters and you got it on yours but tucson character glasses aren't like quite right ai is magical gotta pay gotta pay tribute to the saint of waco animations come a long way real engine for whatever that's how we do it yeah can't even tell but it's really like the the critical thing i didn't know you're going to give away our secret sauce but it really is the on-chain ta metrics that help us predict everything that's how we get everything lined up so perfectly yeah that's how british hodl does it in spaces sometimes sometimes he just doesn't feel like actually engaging so he just uses his uh ai bot to answer questions yeah we pay about 10k a month to will clementine for consulting (laughs) services but it's worth it it's much more uh, uh, productive than going out and buying a new gen mine miner for thirty eight million sats right now. But yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. What else? That. Scottsdale a week from tomorrow, but yeah, I announced I just the regular meetups. Right? <laughs> I announced the chamber of Satoshi and uh, uh, school of Nakamoto a couple of days before the official uh, announcement, so that was kind of funny. I thought they'd already announced it, but those guys. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, we've got some uh, some pretty cool things lined up. Um, we have uh, we're really trying to roll on getting Azteco terminals uh, rolled out uh, across the state, and we made some progress this week with that, which I'm pretty excited about uh, because there is no reason why. Um, Oh, somebody commented about the sound right at the end. Damn it. I got to figure that out. I got to f- fix my levels on here. I meant to do that this week. Um, But there is no reason why somebody should be have having to use an exchange and not be able to go into a bar or a store and buy non-KYC sats for cash and not get raped by fees at the ATMs. And yeah. Azteco is great. And it's just it's just so cool to be able to walk into, you know, a business and not just be like, you can accept Bitcoin, uh, but you can also sell Bitcoin. You can do simultaneously and make money off of it as a business. Um, and, and people who have no idea your store exists will come here to buy Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Yeah, those taco terminals are they track people from all over. So super, super dope and exciting on that. Um but yeah, we got big things coming in Arizona. I'm really bullish on the the meetup scene and what everybody's doing and the energy put put forth. Um so but yeah. I'm stoked for you guys for the Azteco, you know, in person at either bodegas or restaurants or whatever, because that's that's kind of the secret sauce, right? Get them in the door, and then they yeah. buy the candy bar, and they come in and have a beer or whatever, you know? Get 5%, not KYC. You can't beat it. Yeah. Is that that's is that on these Azteco terminals, is it five, is 5% the fee all in? Uh, so you can actually pick. You pick what you want. You can charge between three to five percent for the vouchers. As Techo takes two percent for the actual order, the vendor or the sub vendor depends on they split the three percent. Either if it's a vendor, then you know as Techo two, you get three total of five. You can choose to give your commission basically to the purchaser. So if you want to only charge them three percent, I'm sorry, two percent, and you. And, and you give them the three, you can. It's a little more enticing, you know, for competition's sake. But uh, is that are you able to do that in Azteco? Set your fee to zero, or do you have to send those sats separately? All right, yeah. So now, so now you kind of get into the slight nuance of the shitty Azteco uh, workflow. Um, so technically, uh, say uh, I want to buy an Azteco voucher for a hundred bucks, I deposit a hundred fiat into my account automatically as Teco gives me the three percent up front. So basically I make three percent every time that I deposit a dollar into S Teco. So gotcha. when you know whenever you hand me a you know hundred dollar bill or something, I at that point I can choose to either give you ninety eight dollars or ninety five dollars. Oh, so so as, so, well, so as long as it's not a separate transaction, then I think that works fantastic. Exactly. So all, the only problem so that's, it's it's not so it's it's ninety eight dollars worth of sats. It's not ninety five at three. Yeah, yeah, and then okay. and then you have to include on um, if you choose on chain, then you would have a on chain transaction uh, as well. Pay whatever fees again, yeah. you know, minuscule at that point, but. Uh, lightning again, instant. Uh, but the the reason why I say that is because it's a pain in the ass. Uh, you, you know, I know I've been a vendor and stuff. Trying to figure out the workflow between vendor and sub vendor and getting the fiat into the account and therefore making a proper record of all that. Um, as Techo doesn't really lay out, it's a very simple like PHP spreadsheet or something on the back. It's it's. It's way too simple. I could probably build it, and that's extremely embarrassing to say something. Um, so there's no way to identify that um, on this hundred dollar deposit you made three percent, or um, you know this person you know uh, purchased you know two two vouchers and one was on chain, one was light. It's just kind of like a bulk, you know, each voucher that goes out. So. Yeah. Well, and because I, yeah. I asked, because that would be my only concern, as long as it all comes, because I'm thinking like a lot of coffee shops would, you know, because like I would think would, would be willing yeah. to do it at break even. 
because one out of three people is going to buy a coffee while they're in there or something like that. Yep. You know, even if it's one out of 10, you know. Yeah, it's very okay. the door, right? You put the Bitcoin sticker up there. And it's a very easy workflow for the Bartista. You know, hey, I'd like Bitcoin. They hand them a $20 bill. You already have 20 in the account, obviously. And you type that in. You've already negotiated with your manager what the fee is, whether it's free or you're, you're, you're charging them a full 5%. Um, or you could charge them more, right? You charge them 100%. But um, it, it's not very intuitive or even any options to identify on Azteco's vendor section on the site. But on the front end, you walk into the coffee shop, hand a $10 bill, you know, the accounting is very simple, but it's just a voucher. It's a lot more challenging to see who gets what, you know, commission where. That's more a personal ledger. Yeah. Yeah, and then the business can do things like there's a business up in Phoenix that does this where they on Thursdays get 50% off tacos uh, if the people use Bitcoin. It's so easy to run promotions like that. And then oh. if you have an Azteca terminal and people just randomly wander in, they're like, how do I pay with Bitcoin? It's like, here, buy some, and then you pay me. So, yeah, super smart. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely a way to use it. Well, I'm stoked for you guys. Definitely let me know how it goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll keep the spaces up up and running, but I'm going to end the stream. Thanks uh, to all the people in chat that showed up tonight and uh, people in spaces as always. Good to have you back, Don. Good to see Zorn lurk. Thanks for joining, Mark. The AK. Um, good to have you, AK. Uh, I don't think... Do, do we have anything else or is that it? Nothing for me. Alrighty. All right. We'll see ya.